Teen Time Presents Podcast On Demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time Podcast On Demand. This is the Teen Time Science Blog. I'm Neil Chase. On the Science Blog this week, I'm going to talk about just one thing, something that we all need several times a day, and without it, we wouldn't survive. But it can also be unhealthy or contain too many chemicals, hormones, or additives. It is something we all take for granted, but also something that we rarely think enough about. So this week on the Science Blog, food. The recent concerns about the levels of the chemical DEHP in some food products from Taiwan has highlighted the problem, and it wasn't long ago that melamine was found in baby milk formula that originated in the mainland. Neither of those cases should have happened, and both have been corrected. But there must be many other cases of food that is tainted by something that it shouldn't be that doesn't make the news. However, other things are perfectly legal, even if they don't sound like a good idea. For instance, in some parts of the world, antibiotics are given to cattle and livestock on a daily basis, not because they are sick, but to prevent them getting sick. They are also given hormones to make them grow quicker. You definitely can't say that those animals have a better quality of life. And if we eat meat on a regular basis that has come from animals that have been given antibiotics and growth hormones, we simply don't know what the long-term effects would be on us. What about eggs? Many eggs come from chickens that are kept in close confinement and given food that might be made from dead chickens. Is that healthy? Probably not. Or are we just applying the same standards to animals as we do to ourselves? Just because we wouldn't like to live our lives in a small box doesn't necessarily mean that chickens have the same sense of well-being. After all, we don't think that fish have a sense of happiness or sadness. So why would other animals be any different? And even if they are, then shouldn't the well-being of people take precedence over animals? These are questions that we have to answer for ourselves as individuals to decide what actions we should take as people and what sort of moral or lifestyle choices we should adopt. Sometimes those choices are difficult, and often it's hard to get all the information needed to make those choices. As consumers, we place trust in farmers and shops to sell products that are safe and within the law of whatever country we live in. So, if we go into a supermarket and buy rice or potatoes, then we assume that those items are healthy, free from disease, and fine to eat. It is likely that the rice or potatoes has been grown by a farmer who has used pesticides to make sure that insects don't eat the plants before they mature, and perhaps fertilizer to help the plants grow better. A hundred years ago, the farmers might have used cow manure to fertilize the crop, but these days he is more likely to use a chemical fertilizer. If he doesn't do that, then the crop might be smaller. It might be affected by disease, and so he wouldn't be able to make as much money. So, is it right for the farmer to use fertilizer? With a growing global population, the demands on food production are even greater. More people need more food. 
so it is probably unavoidable that the farmer uses chemical fertilizers and pesticides, even if the long-term effects of those pesticides are unknown and might filter down into our diet. Organic foods are grown without hormones or pesticides and are increasing in popularity as the range of organic products increases around the world. If we are to choose between a tomato grown with pesticides and one grown organically, then of course we'd all take the organic option. Ah, but because organic foods are not as profitable as non-organic foods and more expensive to produce, they cost more. How much more would you be willing to pay for an organic product than a non-organic one? 10% more? 50%? Double the price? Again, these are personal decisions that we all have to make in our individual lifestyles. Another hot topic with food production, and one that I have talked about before on the science blog, is genetically modified, or GM, food. These are products like corn or soybeans that have been modified at a genetic level to grow stronger or without disease. On the face of it, that sounds like a good idea, right? But some vegetables have supposedly been crossed with genes from fish to make them grow better. Is that acceptable to increase production, or is it science gone mad? Once more, this is something we have to decide for ourselves. Some countries have banned GM food altogether, others openly embrace it. There are no international rules. In Hong Kong, it is a voluntary option for suppliers to state on a package if a food product contains GM ingredients or not. So unless the product states no GM ingredients on the packet, then you can't say for sure. Of course, ideally, every product should have to say if it includes GM ingredients or not. But with so much food being imported from other countries, and with those countries all having different regulations, that is a very difficult thing to enforce. Food production has come a long way from the days of our ancestors when we would grow our own food and trade what we didn't want. There are thousands of options on supermarket shelves these days, and each time we make informed choices about what is right for us. Regular, organic, genetically modified, and, of course, price. The economics of choice govern those decisions, and so those choices are different for different people. Ultimately, it is up to you what you choose to buy in the years ahead, and so at least be aware of those choices and what they mean for your life and our planet. Teen Time presents podcast on demand. Log on to podcast.rthk.hk. Teen Time podcast on demand.